Is this thing working yet? Oh God! Is this thing on? Hello? You can you hear me now? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> shit, fucking cock sucking <laughs> pussy asshole motherfucking shit ass titty dicker. Did he say something liquor? What did he say? Would you say titty 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 nicker? Oh nicker. Oh, I thought he said what, t- titty liquor. Okay, that's what I thought he said. What a fucking shit show and a half. Welcome to Front Row Material! It's not for everyone. With Jerry Lynn! And I am going to blow you. Excuse me? And Mikey Whiprack! Out of the water. Here's your host, Mike Freeland! So, Mikey, Matt Matt started a feud here. He did? Yeah, because he, he put... Out a tweet saying, breaking news, Jerry Lynn will be using the excuse that he's on the phone with Cody Rhodes and attempt to maintain some order in the Lynn household while recording the podcast. And he says, don't at Pam. Hashtag can't get no respect. So Pam responded with, awesome. Thanks for the heads up. Extra ice in the smoothies time. (laughs) So, of course, she started blasting away the uh, smoothie while we're recording here. She said she was going to. Yes, she did. And she's a woman of her word. <laughs> who's, the, who's the son of a bitch drinking a beer with an orange uh, price tag on the... on the? I'll give you one pop. guess. One guess. Freeland. Yep. Bing, 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 bing. Wait, hold a second. Hold a second. What, what's, what's the issue with... That's just the way they price their product. Well, that's fucking stupid. Not, do you, <laughs> Mikey's oh. on a roll. <laughs> Here you go, Mike. Wait. Ooh, there it goes. Ooh. Wow. Oh, that's nice. That sounded like it hurt. <laughs> it did. That sounded like you... Um, I had to do it in two phases. It was a, a tough one to get open. you never guess what I'm drinking. What do you... Water. What do you, no. Powerade Zero. What? Grape. Yep. Are you You're back right. on the I Are you back guessed. on the keto? No, that's next week. Are you gonna go, Are you gonna get back on it? I got a detox. I've been drinking a little too much lately. We don't want to. We don't want to get into bad habits. That's true. I don't think you're in a bad habit, though. Wait, you don't you haven't been drinking that much, have you? I'll drink a cocktail at seventeen. <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> wow. All right, somebody's either pouring a beer or someone's got a prostate yeah. issue. That sounded like a pretty healthy prostate to me. I was coming out with full force. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can no, still blast the porcelain off the urinal. Damn. You know you got a strong one when there's foam in there. <laughs> you talking about beer or urine? No, I'm talking about pissing. Oh. I was- see, see, the problem I have is after I go to the bathroom... Typically. Here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, boy. Here we go. What I'm saying, though, is after you take a leak, every once in a while, do you ever have the the two or three minute late dribble? What? Two or three minutes later? Yeah. No. 
You have to grab it with both hands and wring it out really good. Well, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> if I do that, that might lead to other things, Jerry. Good God! Should we do an open? Or is if, it too early? Too soon? If, if, if Mikey's technically, are you good? You're, you're, you're pulling the Lynn shtick this week, Mikey, with all this technical issues. You okay? Oh, that's the, that there's a name for it now, the Lynn shtick? It's the Lynn shtick, yeah. Oh, I had major computer problems that would have taken the layman about six hours to fix. I did it in 25. <laughs> 25 seconds? That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Jerry Lynn, I think of Michael Landon. Oh, come on. I do? My, my, my son is named after Michael Landon. That's wonderful. Oh, hey. Yep. I have... That was, that was my grandmother and Angel's grandmother's like favorite actor. I... Probably one of the most classiest people you ever meet in your life. Amazing. Blue House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven. Loved it. Where did get him? Early grave. I think Michael Landon had dick tendencies. What? Who? (laughs) Michael Landon. As far as like being mean, like a jerk? Like I heard on the set, he had dick tendencies. You're going to have to expound upon that. Yeah, what does dick tendency mean? He was a dick. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Like an asshole. Oh. oh, okay. Well. I did not know that. Well, don't. I hope you don't think of Michael Landon when you think of me now. No, I don't think. I don't think that at all. I don't I think, think I have dick tendencies. Well, you have dick tendencies, but it's not because you're a mean person. hi Hashtag Hootis. Let's just do an open. Should we do a close? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> That's we, our show. This, is, this week has been back row material. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Welcome to the cheap seats. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. And we're of- not talking about your local independent cheap seats. We're talking like WrestleMania. Yeah, the nosebleeds. Like cheap, cheap seats. Behind a steel girder, so you can't see half the ring. <laughs> yes, yes, limited view. <laughs> Obstructed view tickets. Oh, God. And when the, the roof is open on the stadium, you got the sun glaring in your eyes, burning your retinas. Oh, only on you. <laughs> Just that very top row, <laughs> facing west. <laughs> the poor bastard. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Uh, oh. Blair. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect time for the Sheiky baby to come back from vacation. He left already. Oh. All right. Should I try this again? Sure. Try what? Welcome. What, the whole to- show? <laughs> try the whole show again? <laughs> Fucked it up the first time. Let's try it again. <laughs> Just open, just open the stall well, door right we, now. We, like, just open it up. Been, I'm ready. We've been fucking up for seven months. Why? Why start doing it wow. right now? Wow. Oh, my. Wow. Feel the love. Uh, I'm just factual. Welcome to another episode for the of... the record, I listened... I yeah, listened. that's it. I listened to our first couple episodes this week. Yeah. They were fucking terrible. The quality was... The material was okay, but, <laughs> but, but the sound quality was absolutely dreadful. 
Like I cringe. Well, well, that that's not really selling people to go back in the archives. In fact, in fact, I think those episodes should be just burned. No, <laughs> burned. No, they have to see, you know, how much we've improved. It's the evolution of the product, right? No one starts off at the top. No. Now I'm going to have to this week go back and listen. Go ahead, listen. You're going to go like, Ugh. people listen to this shit? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. Go back and listen to the Blue Meanie episode when Meanie was off. Well, okay, okay. Atrocious. Okay, here's the thing with the Meanie episode. A.W. Full. Oh! <laughs> we might have had a few technical issues. A few? Just saying. Just saying. Versus startup today. I'd rather have them in, in, pretend and vision it and, and listen to it in their minds. They do actually have to go back and hear this fucking clusterfuck. That was me trying to get my computer fixed. I thought it was entertaining. You know, he, oh, thank you, Jerry. here's something interesting you guys might want to think about. So, you know, this motherfucker called me cue ball and fucking fester. Whoa, I was just basically. Oh, so you did hear cue ball because I didn't oh, tell I, you. Oh, I hear everything. Ah. That's what I said. He's he, he's pretty brave from hundreds of miles away. <laughs> I think it's that apricot ear he's got. Yeah, with the skin the skin bits floating around inside. It is. There's a lot of it floating around. It's good. That's it's just kind of. Listen, when you go shopping at your at your local Valero for your beer next time, <laughs> they try to tell me he's a fucking strainer. Yeah. <laughs> he's telling me it wasn't made by a rabbi with the skin floating in it. Oh, my God. Oh, I had no idea circumcision would fall into the conversation of wrestling podcast, but yet it has. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't mind me. I'm just playing wordscapes. You're playing what? I'm on level 162. He's playing on his phone as we're supposed to be recording a highly successful podcast right now. That's what he's doing. Yeah. What's the app called? No, Jerry, stop. It's, it's called Wordscape. We have to do work. I am doing work. The doctor told me <laughs> doctor. I should do things to, to stimulate my brain. So this is like a crossword puzzle. Well, they do say that Sudoku is actually really good as well. Oh, uh, fuck that number bullshit. But you're really That's fucking you're really good stupid. with numbers, though, Mikey. That should not be difficult at all for you. Ooh, rot, R-O-T. Good word. Why is my phone not charging? Okay, well, I, I'm going to go into a few things here, so... For some reason, my phone's not charging here. I can't lose my hotspot. We are successful despite ourselves. Wow. <laughs> Jerry can't charge a phone. What does he do? What are you... Oh, hey. Jesus. What the oh fuck? Oh, my God. Somehow... Wait, the fucking dentist? He's got a big wheel in the room. Okay, how are we even on a network? I mean, let's be really honest. Well, something's wrong with my... I bet you my charger isn't working. That was a shredder. The shredder was working. Oh, that's good. I know. Uh, now you you wonder why your charger doesn't work. I want to get my hoodist stuck in there. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> All right, you guys... Lynn is now circumcised. Yeah, back to circumcision. I have to go get another charger, so you guys pick a topic. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right he's, back. He's, he's taking a powder right now. It, 
we haven't even technically started. And he's like, yep, fuck it, I'm out. I'm going to play, I'm going to play Wordscape. So when, when he gets back, let me know. No, that urgent cord is not working. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just here. Um, I hope everyone's. Tell me, how come Gort is not a word? G-O-R-T. It sounds like a word. It does. It does sound like a word. Now, if you were to use that in a sentence, what would you say? How would you phrase Gort? How would I phrase Gort? Gort, yes. I don't know. How would you use Gort in a sentence? I woke up this morning and I found a small Gort on my left testicle. Why you gotta go there and make it like this? What? Okay. I, okay. I leave for just a minute and I come back and I hear left. He's testicle. talking about finding. He's talking about finding things on his testicles. Okay. All right. Fine. Wow. Fine. No, Mikey's playing this godforsaken word find game, and he's I don't know Pictionary, Scrabble. Oh, that's a word. God, G O D. You are the fucking man, Freeland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on top that's dog backwards. Yes. All right, so what I was saying before, before, <laughs> uh, God damn, almost 40 fucking minutes and nothing. Jeez, so Pete. Um, so we got a lot of good feedback from the Axel Rotten. Aren't you glad I told you not to pick a topic today? I am so glad. I am so glad. You're welcome. I threw out like five different topics, and I was saying, Mikey, what do you think about this? Yeah, let's just, let's just, just do this. Okay, we can do this. Well, you asked me about one thing. Jerry wasn't even there. Right. But I'm sure that he's aware of some of the things where he's heard some stories or he's talked to people about things. About what? What things? You know, Jerry, things. Yeah. About wrestling? What kind well, that's, of things? That's, that's the general consensus of what we do here once a week. Yes. Oh, it, it is? It was, it, was, it was wrestling related, yes. But Mikey says that obviously it wouldn't be something that would be pertinent because... <clears throat> You weren't around at that time. Oh, okay. Well, I he wanted to talk about the ECW mole with Fonzie and Todd Gordon. I wouldn't know what to say because I wasn't there. See? What did I say, Freeland? I understand. It doesn't mean it's not a good topic. I didn't say it wasn't a good topic. Okay. So we... we. <laughs> Sorry, I am really fucked up today. This one's from Metalhead Zone. It says Ozzy Osbourne's wife Sharon reveals what she plans to do with her two hundred and twenty million dollar fortune. Has she heard what of you gonna, what you gonna do with it? Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn. And what big fans we are? Yeah. So you guys Mikey, could. When you met Ozzy, did you kind of slide into the will? <laughs> I wish. I couldn't even talk. Way to go. You blew it. You could have been in the I, will. I, oh, I was like, I was like fanboy. Like, it was ridiculous. Are you fangirling? Or you weren't even screaming, were you? No, I, I couldn't even talk. I was like. Let me ask you guys a question. What would you say oh if we God. could get Ozzy on Front Row Material? How would you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it would be, it would be the, it would be the Chris Farley show. It would. Remember that time? You were in the Beatles, remember, remember? And you, you bit the head off that bat? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. 
Ozzy has been dealing with a number of health issues for well over six months. Now, beginning late in 2018, he was hospitalized with three different staph infections in his right hand. Ozzy was then in the hospital with complications from the flu that then developed into pneumonia, which resulted in a stint in the ICU. And that is uh, what's been going on and with then, him. And then he fell down at home. He had a fall then? Okay. Well, That's going to take a leak. What, what? Are you fucking with us or what? No, no. Well, how the hell would someone know he was in the midst of taking a pee? Because he said it, or Sharon said it. Oh. Sharon said it, I think. Okay, all right. Or Jack said it. One of them said it. Okay. Fair enough. He didn't break a hip, did he? I don't know. That's not good. You could take him to rehab, Jerry. He is 70 years of age. Yeah, but that's not that old nowadays. Yeah, for him it is. Well, for him, because, for you know. Oof. Right. Could have broke his tallywhacker. There we go. There we go. You guys talk about me and the baby arm. Jerry's all about the dick comments, all about him. All about the cock comments all the time. Uh, what? No one gives him shit when he brings up dick, but How the minute I make a comment. Means. Oh, come on, Hootis boy. Really? But 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 here's the difference, Mike. Yes. You keep going back to the baby arm. Yours is a specific penis. <clears throat> Jerry speaks in random penis. I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm makes it different. I am speaking in specific penis because it's a it's penis in wrestling. It's always the baby arm into a cold Scorpio. Okay. Always. Okay, let me ask you this. Occasionally, yes. you'll get a Robert Fuller. Occasionally, <laughs> I speak in pig Latin penis. It's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> terrible. Oh God. Skin flute. <laughs> Oh. Oh. So, in the conversation I had with Mikey earlier, so he said, "Hey, how about we do this? How about we do some some fan questions, which some people No, you know, you know what we should do. We should do this fucking contest feeling okay. that you put together okay. that has gone okay. the way of the wayside." Okay. Okay. I'm that's fair. That's fair. I'll take the heat for that. I talked to all of the contestants for the three-way dance. I reached when? out to them. When? Today. Today. And, and what are we doing? Let's go. We see, I, I wanted to do it tonight, but it seems like we have some scheduling issues where we would not be able to have all three people on at the same time. But this, this okay. day, this three-way dance, and I mean this with all sincerity, I think these guys are going to be able to bring the noise and it's going to be a really good episode. I believe in them. Turn so. it up. All right. Did you that, just have an anthrax reference? Bring the noise. I hate anthrax. Do? That's, yeah. I could uh. never get into them. How about M-O-D? Nope. S-O-D? Nope. L-O-D? Like the Stormtroopers of Death? Nope. Come on. Uh, not, not even Method of Destruction? Captain Crunch, nope. Captain Crunch, he's inviting you to lunch. Come on. Which is just fucked up, because Captain Crunch would invite you to fucking breakfast. <laughs> well, that's metal. All right, all right. So, getting, getting back on topic here. We didn't we, have one. We Are don't we doing have fans questions. We're going to do fans questions, but Mikey also decided that maybe uh, we should also talk about some things that are going on currently in wrestling, and, and you guys can share your opinions, your thoughts, what's going on, what you like, what you don't like, yada yada, yada yada. Okay. You know what's going on lately in wrestling? What? This fucking face app bullshit, <laughs> and all these motherfuckers calling me fucking Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? I'll kill him. 
I tell you what. I look. I go. I don't know who the fuck Ron Perlman is, but I'm sure I don't look like him. I can't take it. I can't. <laughs> Fucking Ron Perlman. Oh. A bunch of people said it. Well, at least you don't look like Robert Plant. I'd rather look. Like, actually, when, when the first time I said it, I said, "Holy fuck, it's Wilford Brimley." <laughs> Now, I'm looking at a picture right now of, of uh, what is this, Ronald Perlman. He's got some luscious hair. He's got a good, good head of hair right there, and he's got a goatee. Now, I will say this. His facial features are very improportionate or unproportionate to the rest of his head. But I digress. <clears throat> but uh, he's in a lot of movies. He's a big deal. What are you saying? He has a fat head? No, it's not fat. It's just very cartoon-like, if you will. Oh, okay. He looks like Thanos. It does. It really does. First of all, I look nothing, Jerry. I look nothing like that guy. No. All right. So the current fucking tan banana. The the current state of wrestling. What's going on? So obviously, Russell the one-eyed monster. <laughs> Pleasure pump. How about Justin Beaver? Fuck puppet? <laughs> Cocktopus? Oh, no. I'm doing the Sandman as an old fuck in the face app. So you have it on your phone? I do now. Mm-hmm. I get hacked on, spied on by the fucking Russians. I was just about to say, did you hear about all that? How it's That's like, true. evidently it's like spyware or malware, and that if you download the app on your phone, that allegedly, which I don't know how much of this you can buy into or not, but... um. It gives the app designer like complete access into your phone to take your pictures, maybe information. I don't know. Nice. Well, let's send them. Let's send them pictures of our Buddhists. Yeah. Aged. They'll look like rumple foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> that just woke wow. up from a fifty-year nap. Wow. <laughs> rumple foreskins. <laughs> I don't even believe this is happening. <laughs> that that popped me. That was good. So, Mikey, let me ask you a question as I pull up some fan questions. What is your what's your current take on wrestling right now? I watched the AEW show. What'd you think? I thought it was good. A couple things I think they need to work on. Okay. But I think overall, I mean, I enjoyed it. Nothing made me go, ugh. Which is good. I just think all, all the talent that they have on that roster. I mean, once these people get some experience being on TV and kind of the little nuances, man, they're going to be fucking good. Hmm. I'm not just saying that because Jerry's on here. Right. No, I know. If something, if something sucked, I would tell him. <laughs> oh, I know. I did have one little critique that I spoke to Jerry about. And it wasn't even a critique. It was, just, it was just one of those. And it made perfect sense. And yet I'm sitting home. Wow. Wow. You got to get your bosses to listen to the podcast. No, the uh, wrestling is, is in pretty good shape now. Between, you know, MLW is doing their thing. Ring of Honor is doing their thing. New Japan is doing their thing. AEW is doing their thing. WWE as well. They're WWE. You know, their, their, their stream rule show actually wasn't bad. 
you know, wrestling, wrestling's in good shape. So you know, I'm looking at all these different promotions that are out there right now. And I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, they, they often say that we'll never see the kind of competitiveness and the people jumping back and forth that we saw during the Monday Night Wars. We won't. And everyone continues to say that. And I guess the thing that gets me about all that is, is how, how can you say that? How can you say, well, that'll never happen again? When the, when the major, the big three companies were going at it, well, that'll never happen again. I just don't know why people always jump to the conclusion that that'll never happen again. Like, how do we know, though? I mean, things could, at any point, could really start getting hot. And I think right now, like you said, Mikey, things are going to be really starting to pick up because you have a lot of different promotions here that the talent is really well spread out. It's not just clustered in one area. Um, so I think we could see, you know, a big boom again. Would you agree? Or do you think maybe not to not that extent? Oh, I agree. I think right now. I think it's ready. It's been it's 20 ready. years. It's ready. It's ripe. See, right now the WWE is downplaying it. And they're not really going to acknowledge too much of it. They never do. But if it. Right, but if AEW starts to get hot, and they start to get some decent ratings, and they start to get some, you know, mainstream publicity, Vince will uh, he'll start to change things. He already has. They yeah, already putting Paul and Eric. Well, as soon as AEW was announced, there's a lot of guys asking for their releases. So now they're trying. You know, I've heard they're up in everyone's downside guarantee and trying to snag them into five-year deals. That's smart. So, so it's already changed things. Here's the thing, though. Let's say you are okay. And we're just hypothetically speaking here. Let's say you're a Randy Orton, and let's say your contract's going to be coming up soon. Do you look at it from a perspective of I know what I get when it comes to the WWE, or do you think that you're willing to roll the dice and maybe go somewhere else because you would like to experience something different before your career is over? Or does it really boil down to how much money is associated with what offer? I think it depends on the person. Yeah. If he's already been smart with his money and, you know, doesn't have to worry about working anymore and he still has some goals to set in wrestling, he may be apt to leave. When it comes to different guys that you guys have come across in wrestling, I want to say all of them are probably, you know, going to spend all their money but do you know of any guys who have really been savvy and smart about their money when they have done well so right now they don't necessarily have to kill themselves maybe they weren't multimillionaires, but they made enough and they put enough away that they really they looked at it as a business and they made some good choices i know we talked about mick before and that he was very frugal with his money there's a lot of guys that have done it I'm not going to go mention names, but I know, I know people that have done well and, and saved their money. That, you know, when the time comes, they're not going to be in, in terrible shape. <clears throat> I'm looking at the AEW roster right now, and there is there's a lot of names on here. And uh, How good is fucking Jungle Boy going to be? Really oh, good. Yeah. Good Lord. Yep. He's going to be good. Yep. And I get a kick out of the dinosaur, too. He's not bad. He's oh, he's, he's a great base. Yeah. He's a good base, and he 
did some really cool, innovative things with the guys. So he, he'll do something. Yeah. Get a good look. Their women's divisions are really stacked too. Holy cow. We got to see uh, the Dark Order on the last show. I thought they were really good. Starting to really get to know a lot more about Best Friends. Best Friends. Yes. Very underrated. Yes. Damn good team right there. I trade Trent. <laughs> I still call him Plasma. Yeah. You have trained a lot of people who become very successful. I mean, so like... And I'm sitting home. Let, let me ask you this question, though, Mikey. So, yeah. and, and this may be a weird question to be asked, but what are you more proud of? Your career or the impact and influence you've had in training other superstars? What would you say if you had to pick which one, man, I'm most proud of? Training other people. I was going to say, you got to go with that, dude, because, I mean, it's a laundry list of who's who. I mean, WrestleMania moments, we've talked about that before, and... Yeah, just for me, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. I did a lot of cool things for myself. But just seeing other kids come up with, with dreams and aspirations and then helping them get to where they've gone, I mean, that's, that's a good feeling to have. You know, and then when you get a text message, you know, from, from, from your guys or your kids, or you get a phone call and they just say thank you. You know, very rewarding for me. And well-deserved, my Makes friend. the old man feel good. Well, heck, you're still an active competitor. Not you're, really. You're not, you, no, hey, no, no. You, you no. Haven't, you're not officially done, right? <laughs> I don't think anybody's <laughs> officially done. Unless they get some, some okay, you're done. I'm done. Like, like well, you, you were told, Jerry, your neck is fucked. Yeah. Right. You know, Jerry, like Jerry's Edge, done. Edge, Edge was told his neck is fucked. You know? They, they haven't come out and told me that I'm fucked. You're just a car wreck waiting to happen. I'm just a car wreck waiting to happen. Yeah, but you look good in your matches, I mean, recently. You still- that's, that's, why, that's why I don't do it all the time. If I do one, one a year, one every like six months, I can go out there and do that right. one time. I know. And then recover for six months. Not every day you see a Frankensteiner and Uggs. That's right. Tim's, I was told they're Tim's. Oh. So we're all generally pretty... Pretty happy with that. What do you think about the whole Paul Heyman in charge of Raw and then Eric Bischoff? We thought Eric Bischoff was going to be in charge of SmackDown with the creative, but now we recently found out that he is not necessarily going to be involved with their creative. Well, we said that. They can come up with whatever they want, but it's still got to be passed through Vince. Right. Well, Eric's actually only going to be there for the networking, or working with the network, I should say, with Fox and kind of being a liaison between them and, and Vince. Do you guys like the idea that uh, they took the strap off of Seth Rollins and went ahead and put it back on Brock Lesnar? Or do you think they should have given Seth a little bit longer of a leash? Uh, it, well, it so doesn't matter. They already have a rematch coming up, so it may be just another way of extending the angle. I was listening to Total Engagement with Matt Kuhn on the MLW Radio Network, and... Um, I feel like I kind of have the same views that he does. I don't know if I necessarily think that Kofi Kingston or Seth Seth Rollins are, quote-unquote, the guys. Does that make sense, or do you guys feel like know that they are? Well, I think think they put the belt on Brock, so when they go to Fox, they have a top, top guy. I agree. 
with with mainstream recognition. I would agree with that as well. So you think they'll keep him on until October as the champion? I would think so. And I don't have anything against Kofi Kingston. I mean, I know he's paid his dues and he's a, he's a really good talent. But I don't know. I just don't think of WWE champion and then Kofi Kingston. I mean, if you're going to go with somebody from the New Day, like well, Big E would make more sense in my opinion. But that obviously has not, not been, not happened. Well, I think they, they, put, they put Kofi on top, but they kept his character the same. Right. So it kind of takes away from it a little bit. Do you feel like guys like Samoa Joe, who've been given many opportunities at the championship, especially when he feuded with AJ Styles and came up short, um, do you feel like at some point they got to give it to, to Joe because Joe is so good at what he does? I mean, Jerry, you'd have to agree. Like, if he never wears the WWE championship, that, that's almost kind of a travesty. Roddy Piper never wore it. I, but I think those guys are, are different. Kurt Henning never wore it. Just saying. Tito Santana never wore it. Brian, Brian Blair never wore it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I just think Joe is meant, Joe's one of those guys that Joe is meant believable. to be a champion. Yes, he's very believable. He's I mean, very the whole, believable. He makes Joe's going to kill you. Oh, my God. I love the concept of putting Joe and Brock together. I thought that was fantastic. And, and Joe took him to the limit. And then, eh, sorry, no, no soup for you, Joe. And I was like, oh, that's bullshit. I just think they need to pick a direction and go with it. And when they start putting some steam behind guys, keep with it. Don't, not, not the whole start and stop thing. Well, that's what happens when you book week to week. So it's funny. I beat you, you beat me. I beat you, you beat me. So, so who people who might not be familiar with that, Jerry, when you say book week to week, as far as you know, telling the the story itself, that's opposed to what booking something six eight months a year in advance and just sticking with it. Yes. Now Vince used to do that. He used to have they said this uh, like this leather bound book that he used to like flip to different pages to and. He would tell people, well, in this month, you're going to be doing this down the road. So just kind of hang tight with it and don't get too frustrated. Do you feel like maybe that might be a better philosophy to go with? Yes. Because the guys do get frustrated when they don't know what they're building towards. So as an agent, obviously, you know, you work with the talent, but the talent, from my understanding, as far as WWE does not directly communicate with Vince one-on-one a whole lot. There, there are some one-offs, but not directly. So the agents usually communicate what's going on. Is that correct? They're kind of the, the middleman. Yeah, but they, they don't even tell the agents a lot of times what's going on, what they're building towards down the road either. So a lot of times the guys are just kind of yeah. waiting with bated breath just to find out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then, well, like at TNA, it was like that. It was very frustrating because, you know, they'd, the office would want something and some of it wouldn't make sense. And so the boys would come up with an idea that did make sense. You'd go back, back and forth to the office saying, hey, how about this? And they're going, well, no, because we're doing this, you know, whatever. It was just you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And 
It basically was just do what you're told and shut your mouth. Collect your paycheck and go home. Yeah. Kind of really it's hard. It's hard to be creative. But that was too. TNA. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you can't really get involved in, in your storyline. You don't know where it's going. You really can't contribute much. It, it always becomes like, well, I'll just do what I'm told. Well, let me ask you this, Mikey. It, it sounds like from the conversations you and I have had, and, and even here on the show, you, you didn't seem to be too stifled as far as creativity goes. You and the devil did have a lot of creative control over what you guys wanted to do, how you wanted to do it. Am I right on that? Right, because Paul knew that we knew our characters, and he knew that we were both creative. And he knew that the, the devil was great on the mic and would come up with good stuff, and he just let us go. He would just point us in a direction. And, and that's all we needed. So would you say that maybe the, the better plan of action, if you know guys are creative, just say, hey, go with it, do your thing, and then if there's any issues, we'll touch base? Yeah, but they're, they're so concerned about that. Like, you watch all the old stuff with people flubbing on the mic and things like that and things just being terrible. They don't want that. They want everything to be super crisp, on the money, 100% every time. Which is nice. I mean, it's good for an end product, but it doesn't really give the, the talent much room to be creative. Kind of, here's your script. This is what I want you to say. Maybe if you make a suggestion, you'll get a line or two changed. But it's just you're just reading verbatim what you're told to say. Which for me would have sucked. Sucks for anybody. Because it's something you would absolutely not say in your entire life. How much shit would you get if you did not put the time in to memorize your script or your lines and you kind of just you know the rough bullet points but you just winged it it depends on who you were okay so you're saying there might be a longer leash for for other people oh yeah definitely but that's you know that's the politics of Okay, let's say it's you, Jerry, and they gave you the script, and you're like, oh, God, I, I, I'm not really feeling this. And you, you basically got the gist of what you were going to say, but you went out and did it your way. Do you feel like at that stage when you were in TNA slash Impact that they would have given you a bunch of grief on that, or do you think they would have said, nah, Jerry's a veteran, we trust him? I wouldn't have taken the chance because uh, chances are I would have got heat for it. Who is who is in charge creative wise when you were in TNA? <laughs> I don't want to get into that. It's all water under the bridge. Wow, that's a toughie. Yeah, I just you know it was what it was. I don't want to dwell on anything. You know, I had a good run. It's done, and I'm just moving on with the next phase of my career. Do you guys like what what they're doing with Kevin Owens right now? Kevin is great. Indeed. I just don't think the program is any good. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough because you had somebody like Kevin Owens who is, is not only really good on the mic but in really good in the ring, but he's very passionate about what he does. And, you know, everybody's got their, their breaking point where they're like, you know, they're going to throw their hands in the air and say, I don't know what more I can do or what more you expect of me. I expect everything. <laughs> How often do you, either one of you guys, get to catch up with – uh with any of the other stuff, you know, outside of you know, main WWE, do you get to see any New Japan? Uh, I watch some stuff online. Sometimes I'll, I'll catch access. But I mean, again, they have 
top talent too, which is good stuff. Right. I mean, we we went we went to that show at the Garden WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah. I mean, that was hard hitting, good stuff. I mean, and, and well, psychology and everything else. So it was just good. The first singles match between the two Japanese guys we saw. Uh, they've they really got the crowd into the match because of their selling too. There's a key word. Yep. Selling. Yep. So it it made a huge difference. It wasn't just the fireworks pops and applause. They actually got the people emotionally invested in their match, and it made a world of a difference. They had me into it. Yeah. So as a trainer, Mikey, how much time is is actually put into the whole concept of teaching someone how to sell? That's hard because you kind of yeah. you got to kind of learn that as you go. And by being in front of the people and. I mean, I, I can teach them how to feed and sell and how to keep your head up and to look over the top. I always tell them to look over the top rope. This way they ensure that they're looking up and everybody can see their face. Um, but until you're actually out there and like Jerry said, in front of the people actually doing it and kind of feeding them off a little bit and kind of learning when to sell, when to kind of fight back a little bit. Went to play almost dead. Yeah, there's different levels yeah. of selling too. Yeah, like it's, in it, how much has been done to you. It's just practice. I've always been very good at selling. That's the one thing I was always good at, and I just was a natural to it. I just had a knack for knowing when and what to do and when. But it's you got to you got to practice. You got to go out there and have matches, and you have to fuck up, and you have to learn. It's just that's just how it is. Have you ever had people who take to other aspects really quickly and really well, but yet they struggle with the whole selling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's the majority of the guys. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys can do the 450s and all kinds of stuff like that. But if you ask them to sell a punch or, or you know, take a punch and sell and then, you know, feed to the ropes, forget it. Sometimes it's, it's yeah. Painful. <laughs> just, be, wow. just being honest. It's painful. Well, that's the one thing Brad told us the first day of camp. He says, you want to learn how to be a good worker? Learn how to sell. Sound advice. We have a, uh, a plethora of, of questions here. And uh, I literally, you guys don't mind if I jump in here and, and start throwing some at you guys? That's fine. Roll it. Yes, we have a lot. So you guys, it's, it's time to get on the podium. And start the press conference. So, Tony, at I-N-N-O, underscore I-N-N-O, good friend of mine, Mr. Tony Cottom. He has said, as far as the beers you guys have been sampling and liking, have you oh, guys... beers. You guys ever tried something called Tenant's Lager? Did you say the bears? The bears. What, what was it called? The bears, 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 the bears. The bears. It's called uh, t- locker. Ten- <laughs> <laughs> What's it called again? Tenants. <laughs> Tenants logger. I'm almost done with, the, with all of this. Jesus. Did you say apricot or apricot? Uh, apricot. <laughs> That's apricot, apricot, Bob. <laughs> Bob. And coach. 
Okay. Doubles. Doubles. <laughs> Wait a all right, Mike, what's up? So, uh, that's tenants- a baker's cousin, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's art attack. What's this beer called? Tenants Lager. How do you spell that? Tenants Lager. <laughs> It is it is T E N N E N T S logger. Tenants logger. <laughs> like an apartment tenant. Stop you. Yes. Okay. Kind of like that. <laughs> no, never had it. Never had it, Mikey? Jerry, have you ever had it? No. Uh, send, Tony, send us some. Tony I'm stands behind it. It's it's good stuff. Who stands behind it? Tony does. Send us some. Yeah. Maybe we should. That's right. Maybe I should do that. My man Tony Cotton. We should send us some. We can we can sample it and let you know what we think. Da uh, sample. Josh da Ritter. Beers. Josh Ritter writes in. Do Josh does Mi- Ritter. <laughs> does Mikey and Jerry? What does Mikey and Jerry think of the boys in ECW? If they had left. If they had never left to go to WWE and WCW, um, you guys think that the roster would have been better than the competition? That's better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bet you. So basically, it wouldn't have changed anything. No. Okay. It was all money. Right. Mikey, well, I, I picture you wearing one of those Grass construction skirts? hats with the that holds a six pack of beers around your head. <laughs> oh <laughs> straw, my god! The with the straw bears. helmet. <laughs> I'm going on Amazon right now. Oh no! <laughs> I bet they fucking have one. Our our next question this week comes in from Frank the Mailman. By the way, we love Frank the Mailman. He yeah. is good job getting that fucking sign on, buddy. Hey, he tried, real, tried real hard. We don't know where he was sitting, but we Could appreciate the hard Frank. Cam. Didn't try hard enough. <laughs> yeah, no one taught him how to work the hard cam. He says, this is not a question. Just wanted to say, I hope you guys can forgive me for not getting Oh my, my God, I can drink beer and wear a helmet at the same time. FRM pod <laughs> sign on Holy Raw. shit. Oh, there's one. It's got a six pack on it. Frank the Mailman, we appreciate you, and we uh, we thank you for trying to get your your sign on there. No worries. Yes, whatsoever. thank you, Frank. Yeah, we Frank, appreciate. We do you appreciate for, the effort. Yes, or lack thereof. At least he was uh, representing no. with the. He was right with the shirt. shirt. We appreciate That's that, right. Frank. All seriousness, good job. Well done, my friend. Epic this fail, bu- but good job. This buds for you, Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. The Tank. <laughs> Frank the Mailman. All right. Wow, that was really... Frank the Mailman. (laughs) (laughs) Now you did it. I'm just showing what you you did. Jerry, you need to do your six sides of steel. (laughs) I'm just thinking, I'm wondering if Frank the Mailman uses a... Oh, my God. (laughs) 
terrible. Does he have a red stapler? Frank, we apologize. Oh, tape gun. <laughs> our, next, our next question comes in from Tamakwa Shark. Did anyone in ECW really not like each other where it made someone uncomfortable in the locker room? Mikey Whitbrick, have you ever been to Graffiti Highway in Centralia, Pennsylvania, home of a mine fire? Nice pit stop on the way to an amusement park. That's free. Uh, No, I have not. I've never heard about it. What? I'm 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 very bad with place unless I've been there. I have no idea where the fuck it is. Right. Angel will say, "Oh, we're going here. Where the fuck is that?" She goes, oh, "It's like ten minutes away." I go, "Oh, never been that direction." Me too. I can get to work. I can get to Walmart. I can get to Lowe's to deliver Girl Scout cookies, and I can get home. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. When we did, I get trip, to Long Island. Did a trip last year to North Dakota and Northern Minnesota to bury my dad's ashes and visit some relatives and cutting across from Fargo to Duluth. One thing that just stands out is in the middle of a cornfield was a big wooden cutout of Bigfoot. And Annabelle was sleeping. And so when she woke up, we told her we saw Bigfoot. And she's like, really? Like, no, come <laughs> on. Yeah, we saw Bigfoot. And wouldn't nice. tell her that, until... That was not a lie. No. But finally fessed up and told her probably a month ago. Wouldn't cut out. You only told her a month ago? Yeah. Ah, you, that's a hell of a rib. Well, she's a little ball buster herself. That's true. That's true. Yeah, she, she tells you your poop. So. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. It's poop. Poop with that southern poop, accent. Poop, poop, poop. I can't even do it. That's why I can't get mad. It sounded cute, didn't it? It did. It did sound very cute. Harry Lynn is poop. Like you're, you're the you're the you're the cutest poop ever. <laughs> yeah. Try that dad going for me. Trent from at Vanilla Joke is to Mikey. What's your favorite Ozzy album? Ooh. Um, Ooh. probably. Oh man, this is this is a tough one. <clears throat> this is tough. I knew this would be a tough one for you. If I had to narrow it down, I would say Diary of a Madman. Okay. But he's got so much good stuff, like, you really can't. My least favorite is Down to Earth. One of my most favorite Ozzy albums is The Ultimate Sin. Okay. That's what first got me into Ozzy, 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 full-blown Ozzy, was The Ultimate Sin, because that came out around the time of uh, WrestleMania II. When Ozzy was in the corner of the British Bulldogs. Nice. He wore a pink jacket. Pink? Pink. Baby pink. I can't picture Ozzy. Salmon? No, it was fucking pink. Or was that the glam rock years? Uh, yeah, but... He didn't look like Bette Midler. (laughs) Oh my god. That was later on. I did want to throw a few things out here for Trent because he's a big, big supporter of the show. And uh, it's it's interesting because he actually is a producer for AAW Pro. It is more of a peach. And he has a podcast. The Backstage Boys Podcast. 
You can follow them at the BSB show. Go ahead and give them a follow. Trent's a good dude. All right, let's see here. Our good friend Scott Rand. Remember Scott? He gave us a tour of his house that day on uh, on Skype. Yep. Scott says, I'm, I'm sure that glass of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if any of you guys watched Evolve this past weekend and what your thoughts of the matches were. Any performers catch your eye or impress you? I was there and thought it was a great show from start to finish. So, boys, the Evolve show, your thoughts? No, I saw Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak. Nice. Was awesome. But, but Matt Riddle is the future of their company. Nice. I'll He's a hell of a much. talent. Hell yeah. of a talent. Yep. King of bros, bro. Da, bro. Uh, Rogue... Rogue Time Lord won. You hear about a lot of wrestlers who don't need a title. The Road Warriors, Roddy Piper. What do you think about the opposite? Like in the 80s, when the WWF title needed Hulk Hogan and the NWA title needed Ric Flair. What are your thoughts? I don't think it was the title needed him. I think it was the company needed a new uh, number one star. And Hogan just blew up like he was freaking everywhere. He was so, he's still to this day. I saw Madison Square Garden against Randy Savage in 86, maybe? And Hogan got a reaction. Like, I've never heard to this day. There was just something about that guy. He was in the right place at the right time with the right company. And everything just lined up perfectly. So He was that over. Like, he had to be the champion. I mean, he was that over. Would you say that he is the biggest name in the history of wrestling? Can't really. I don't know. I don't think you can answer that fairly because every generation would give you a different answer. I think for a while, he was it. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was definitely. Everybody knew who Hulk Hogan was. You might not watch wrestling, but you knew who Hulk Hogan was. But you, you could see a change. Like, when I first started wrestling, everybody asked me, hey, do you know Hulk Hogan? Right? Then it was, hey, do you know Steve Austin? Then it was, hey, do you know John Cena? Oh, don't forget, hey, do you know The Rock? You know The Rock. And then it was like, hey, do you know Roman Reigns? You know what I mean? So you, you see the generation now, how it's, it's come now. It's, it's new guys all the time. And and now we're in the Roman Reigns. Do I know Roman Reigns? Because he's the top guy that the, the, the new generation now knows. But for me, there will be no bigger star than Hulk Hogan. Just because when I grew up, he was it. Makes sense. Even though I preferred Randy Savage. Great. Right. Up, up, up here in the Northeast, I mean, all those guys were... were Everybody knew Roddy Piper. Everybody knew Randy Savage. Everybody knew fucking Tito Santana. Everybody knew the Junkyard Dog, Hillbilly Jim, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant. In the Northeast, I mean, they were all over the place. And they were so over everywhere. Now, now, when you get outside the Northeast, I don't know if they were quite as big. But all those guys up here, I mean, they were just larger in life and everybody knew who they were. Especially Hulk Hogan. Uh, Starman NJ 
asks the question, if AEW takes off, will Jerry Lynn buy a door for his bonus space and finally make it a bonus room? <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I will try. Annabelle, That's where I'm, I'm going to sleep when I come visit. Oh, speaking of the devil, I was just going to say Annabelle wants this room for her bedroom. Oh, so, so you got to put a door in. Well, that I don't want to have to carry her bed and her dressers up here. Uh oh, someone's well, in the room. There what you was go. That? Come here, say it. No. Say it. I believe she said, Well, you're going to have to. Oh, did you I, say I, I'm going to have to? Yeah. Oh, Mikey yeah, heard you. She did. Yep, she said, Well, you're going to have to. Wow. Wow. So, so Jerry, and, and where's you, her you room know right now? And you know what? I need ice. Jerry, be the good dad he is, he'll do it. He'll bring it up. He'll bring it up. Yeah, probably, I'm even if it cripples me. Too. Yep. What'd you say? Sorry about the beeping. Oh, she said sorry about the beeping. She's making fries. Okay, I just thought the house was on fire. <laughs> Maybe. Good thing we didn't call the authorities. Oh, she's about to go get ice, too, so you'll probably hear that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a picture of this opening so you can see what an oddball-shaped opening it is. If I had a dollar for every time I said that. Um, let me see. I got another question. All right. Mikey, you ready for another one? Sure. Rogue Time Lord One again says, you get to book any four metal acts from the history for a concert. Who are they? What order do they perform in? And what, what song do you want each of them to perform on stage? Ooh. That's a good question. Okay. Well... One, obviously, Black Sabbath. Okay. They will go on last. Oh, what is the question? I missed something. Go, Mike. Read re Jerry the question. <clears throat> okay, here we go. You get to book any four metal acts from the history of rock and roll for a concert. Who are they? What order do they perform in? And what one song would, they, would you want them to perform? Wow, okay. I'd have opening up. Green Jello, then Deal Panther, then Mini Kiss, and then either Guar or Baby Metal headlining. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, <laughs> you guys are dead silent. Like, what is on? Holy shit. <laughs> I'm thinking fucking Alzheimer's just kicked in. I was going to say, he's lost it. He's fucking gone, kids. Um, that's tough. What did you say, Mikey? Well, I said Black Sabbath would have to go on last. Okay. And they would have to play Black Sabbath. Obviously. Then I'm thinking Motorhead. Yeah. And they would have to play Orgasmatron. Uh, Megadeth. And they'd have to play Holy Wars. Yeah. How about Peace Cells? That's good, too. Uh, dare I say Guns N' Roses? Hmm? To play Welcome to the Jungle. Or Mr. Four Metal Axe? Oh, yeah, but you could have Pantera in there, too. Ooh. About that, but I've seen Pantera I, so many times. 
Could I get to do Ozzy solo? <laughs> God, there's so many different. Because I was thinking, you know, you can pick the regular, the usual, huge, super over, you know, like Iron Maiden, Metallica, you know, but you've already seen them a bunch of times. I was thinking more like Amana Marth, Hate Breed, Creator. Bloodbath. Yeah, that's cool. Or... As you know who I would love to see? Halloween. Oh. I've never seen them. I'd like to see... Uh, I've never seen Exodus. I've seen Machine Head. I'd like to see them again. I've seen Exodus. I saw them at Testament. At Megadeth, actually. I saw a Testament with actually Green Jello opened up for Testament. But uh, I've never seen Exodus. Uh, I've never seen At the Gates. I'd like to see them. And I'd like, I've only seen them once, Arch Enemy, when Angela was still singing for him. And it was amazing. So many bands I'd want to see that I've never seen. I know. What, what genre is Ghost? What do they fall into? The tickle your taint genre. Yes. <laughs> the taint. The taint. Thank God. Oh, I, I would. Well, if it was today, I would have to see Ghost. There's one. There's, there's two bands I really want to see. One is King Diamond. Because just because it's King Diamond. Or Merciful, or King Diamond and Merciful Fate. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> He's in both, isn't he? I know. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Hmm. And, well, I just, you know, I'd like to see Accept, too. Ah. And Saxon. Mastodon. I'd like to see Anvil. Lips. I don't know. I'd like to see Sepultura, too. I've seen Soulfly, but I'd like to see Sepultura. Metal Church. I'd like to see Overkill again. Celtic Frost. I got a question here for Jerry Lynn. What is it? I had an awesome experience see- of seeing your match live in, and I don't know if I'm going to do this right, SATX for Austin-based Anarchy Championship Wrestling. How did you like your time there? Oh, I loved it there. That was one of my favorite indies to work for, besides NYWC and AAW. I mean, I always had a great time there. It was a great crew, fun bunch of guys. The fans were awesome. I loved Anarchy. It was, a, it was always a good time. And that question was from Night Moose E. I uh, got a question here for Mikey. Hope I asked this question early enough to make the episode. Mikey Whiprick, any nope. details you could share with us about the TV title match you had with RVD on an episode of ECW TV? It was one of the first ECW shows I saw. Very good, in my opinion. Why, thank you. I don't remember specifically that he's referring to. Uh, I liked working Rob. I mean, he's contrary to what you might think. He's very easy paced. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's not a hundred miles an hour all the time. You know, he he always took his time. Everything was there, obviously. 
but no, Rob was Rob was fun to work with. We have a question from Jen Wayne Gacy. Did you say Jen Wayne Jen- Gacy? Yes, Jen Wayne Gacy asks. She's not the wife of both. a serial killer, is she? I don't think so, but okay. your wife's favorite. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say in the Lynn residence, no, everyone has their favorite Jeffrey serial Dahmer. killer. Nice, really? Well, he, yeah. Waste not, what not? In he's my like opinion, the, he's like the lamest serial killer ever. Well, he ate people. That was it. But he was lame. He ate them. How's that lame? You kill someone, then you eat them. So which one was John Wayne Gacy? Was he the one dressed up like the clown? The clown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her question is: Any good rhino stories? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that, that is so. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go into something, and nothing. Actually, no. I uh, I had rhinos tryout match with ECW, and Polly just said, told me before the match. She said, uh, "Yeah, let me know if you think he's ready." And then as soon as I. Locked up with him, tied up with him. I knew he was ready. He was really good. So after the match, I just walked back. I didn't even slow down or nothing. I just I was walking past Paulie, and I just said, he's ready. But uh, I'm trying to think that. I travel with him for a little bit, and he has this very specific regimen for his uh, skin. He has like it seemed like a couple different lotions. He would, you know, lotion up. Does he put the lotion on the skin, then put it in the basket again? I didn't see if there was a basket, but I wasn't gonna push the topic because he may have screamed at me. It puts the lotion in the basket. No, I don't know. He may have eczema. You never know. No, no. I don't. I think he just took care of himself. Very, uh, he had good uh, personal hygiene. Excellent. But uh, I'm trying to Very... think if there's any stories. I can't think of any of them. One of my favorite songs is Lotion by the Greenskeepers. How's that go? Sorry, Jen, I don't have any. I don't either. I can't think of any offhand. All I can tell you is, is uh, yeah, Rhino's a great guy. And he was fun. Good. He was fun to wrestle. Have the boys ever discussed XPW invasion? Have you guys ever talked about that? No, I really With don't have much to say about it because I'd already seen and enough riots. And so when someone came in and I was, I think I was just about naked anyway, when someone came running in the locker room and said, yelling what was going on and everyone started running out I was just like, oh, well, let them have at it. <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just, oh, here, another riot. <laughs> I, I remember running out into the street and getting into a fight. What? And Paulie punching some guy in the face and telling me, I think I just broke my hand. <laughs> and, I distinct, and then I distinctly remember looking over at like a big chain, like a, like a, like a six foot or an eight foot chain link fence. And just seeing Big Sal kind of running into it and just giving somebody like an avalanche splash against this chain link fence. Did he and the guy like just goes drain him through it? Oh my god. The guy's just like just like collapsed onto the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh a, a Blake Wharton writes in who on the 2000-2001 ECW roster who you thought was going to make it big 
but it just didn't happen. Christian York. Is he still performing? I don't know. I don't see Phenomenal him. body. Holy cow. I don't see his name pop up very often. Oh. He was teaming with Joey, with, uh, Joey Matthews. Mercury. Joey Mercury. But I was, he had the dreads, didn't he? Yeah. I remember working them in a dark match in WCW. Solid guys? Very solid. Do either of you guys have any good Matt Bourne stories? He always seemed like an interesting guy. For everyone who's not familiar, Matt Bourne was the original Doink the Clown. Well, in Minneapolis, <laughs> we had a referee. And I think, I don't know if it was a rib or just a joke, but we called him Stan Ganya. Really good referee. Really good. And, you know, he was just your straight-laced, married, you know, average guy. And one show, they brought in Doink. Well, I guess after the show, Doink got Stan to go with him somewhere. And... His wife did not see him for three days. So after that, he was never allowed to referee or be involved with wrestling again. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't even imagine what those three days would have been like. Brian Blair. <laughs> I have great respect for Mr. Stanagania from Minnesota. He went to hood with me and Mr. Matterborn. For three days, <laughs> he had respect for Honor Sheik. <laughs> Ryan Blair. <laughs> You're punk. You're a no good motherfucker. <laughs> I put you to camel clutch, break your back, fuck you in the ass, make you humbell, all country way. <laughs> God damn it. Love respect, Mr. Stanaganya, referee from Minnesota. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Wow. Wow. Couldn't help it. If you guys are digging what we are doing here on the show, please, by all means, go over to ProWrestlingTees.com. Go ahead and get yourself a Mikey Whiprick or Jerry Lynn shirt. You can always get yourself a front row material shirt as well. Or if you cruise over to shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash FRM pod, you can go ahead and get some merchandise over there as well. Mikey's Mikey's still doing his his autographs. If you'd like to get an autograph, you can go ahead and DM him. And uh, and Jerry has always got his DMs open. He'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Once again, shop.spreadshirt.com slash FRMPod. Well, that's going to do it because I've completely lost control. For Jerry Lynn in his uh, bonus space. For Mikey Whipwreck, who's had a lot to drink, and I finished my apricot. I do me. That's gonna do it. I do me. We, we will catch you next week 
front row material. Much love to the Halifax Matt for producing. Star lotion. Matt, you are the man. God bless you trying to get through all this. See you. See you.